Hey everyone, welcome back to Going Off, episode 3. I'm Muse, along with Rap Critic, for an, an hour of music discussions, an album review, and really anything else that happens to come up in conversation. That's how it's gone for the two episodes so far, so I'm pretty sure this week's won't be any different. Um, this week's album review is the first time we've ever talked about an album on the day of its release. And this week, it is Perfect Hair by Bus Driver. But before I get to that, Rap Critic, how have you been doing? Oh man, doing just fine, you know, making sure uh, everything's everything's percolating and popping over on my end, you know. Everything's copacetic? Oh yeah, yeah, you know. That's good. All those, all those 90s, 2000s words, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I randomly thought about something today. I, I think this might be a thing where I'll just like think of stuff and then I'll just come here and say, it. you know, is here we don't imp- this is all improvised. We don't like come up with anything. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, this has happened to you know be in our brains at the time. But yeah. uh, I think they might start start to do a thing where it's just like I'll just write down things to talk about. Okay. And, uh, one thing that I was specifically thinking about was uh, insane clown posse. Yes. Weird, I know. Uh, <laughs> a dangerous pastime. <laughs> and <laughs> so I thought about, uh, you know, they they did the six Jokers cards back in the 90s, right? I think uh, I think there were more than six. I think there were eight. No, no, there was only six. Oh, okay. There's Carnival of Carnage, Riddle... Uh, Riddle, Riddle Box. Riddle Master. Riddle Box, the Something Good. Master. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I can never shit. Like the second and third one. Uh, uh, the it was the... Ringmaster. Ringmaster, Great Malenko. Uh-huh. The J- J- uh, Amazing Jekyll Brothers. Amazing Jekyll Brothers, right. And uh, the Wraith. I guess oh, you could yeah. say it's two albums. Like, some people might think it's eight because there's like... They technically kind of like cheated for the last two albums. Yeah, because there was also... Oh, yeah, there was uh, Bang, Pow, Boom. No, 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 no. That's the thing, that's the thing. Those first six albums yeah. are supposed to be the first set. Oh, I see. It's a different deck, apparently. Oh, that's a really small deck. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Six cards? I mean, they're only the Joker's cards, so, you know. So, w- w- we're not counting, oh, God, what was it, Hell's Pit? Well, that, that's a, that, that album is supposed to be a companion piece to The Wraith. Oh, okay. This is called The Wraith Hell's Pit. Oh, okay. My mistake. Yeah, yeah. So it's supposed to be like, this is the other afterlife that happens if you're bad, uh, I guess. Which is yeah. weird because I don't really remember the the Shangri-La album really detailing what happens when you go to the good version. <laughs> no, it, it was just basically saying, we hope all the juggalos find God, and that was about it. That it, It's so weird how, like, light their uh, mythology is when it comes to their albums alone. Yeah. And yet, it's present enough where it's like, this should be a thing, but you guys like have ADD or something and just can't focus on it, you know? Yeah. Like, the first song on the album will be introducing... Sometimes, not even the first song really introduces you to it. In fact, wasn't it... It was like one of the albums where it doesn't even really bring it up. I think it was like the Riddle Box or whatever. Possibly. Uh, but yeah, or the outro won't really bring it up. Like the, at the end of the uh, first album, where it was just like some spoken word thing about oh, some guy 
Dragula or something. Like, it doesn't really talk about anything, you know? Yeah. And so, like, so uh, the thing that I was wondering was, so they have the first deck, which is supposed to be, like, this is what the Insane Clown Posse were about all along. But mm-hmm. then, you know, I guess the well was running dry. I don't know. And so they're like, well, this is the new deck. I remember with their first albums, like they would have little albums in between and it would be like, no, nah, no, nah, those aren't the Joker's cards album. These are completely different. They're just like little side things. It's like, is there really a difference though? <laughs> like, yeah, it really goes back to the fucking uh, Carters. It's yeah. like, what, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. There's no, there's not much canon. You know, there like, isn't an ongoing story. So what does it matter? Yeah, like if, Dead Body Man was on one of the uh, was on one of the little side albums was on like fucking Bizarre instead mm-hmm. of whatever album it's on would people really be like yo it feels like there's something missing man yeah. why, is this, why is the Dead Body Man song on, on this album that doesn't make any sense you know it should be on no <laughs> no one would be that way at all <laughs> I just looked over um, the Mighty Death Pop which, uh, yeah, which is the one I forgot um, one sentence here says, uh, the third variant, the White Pop Edition, contains the remix album Mike E. Clark's Extra Pop Emporium, which features remixes, outtakes, and leftover songs recorded during, during the Mighty Death Pop sessions. These tracks include appearances by, get ready for this, Cottonmouth Kings, 3-6 Mafia, Color Me Bad, Ice Cube, Scarface, Ghetto Boys, <laughs> Twisted, and Crayshawn. Oh yeah, I've heard Jesus it. Christ! <laughs> that, that, that's that's not an, a uh, that's a pretty impressive lineup for what they got going on, kind of. For like albums that like no one's going to hear. <laughs> yeah, a remix album. Yeah, Ice Cube like yeah, why the fuck not? I got nothing else going on at this very moment. You caught me at the right time, Clark. <laughs> no, no. Um, but here here's my question. Okay, so. There, it, there's the Bang Pow Boom and the Mighty Death Pop, which I really like. At least the first couple of albums, you know, they sounded different. Mm-hmm. Like Ringmaster, Riddlebox, Great Malenko. I can never distinguish the difference between Bang Pow Boom and Death Pop. Like yeah, these are just explosion no. noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, the thing that I had to say was, it's like. What are they going to do this time? Mm. Because yeah. the first six are supposed to be this uh, really deep thing that's happening, and you don't know what it is, and it could be this mystic thing, and then it turns out, oh, but it's actually about God. So what the hell are these next six albums? Like, what is the what is the lead-up? What's the thing that's supposed to draw you in this time? Yeah, hmm. I don't know. It, it, I remember they were saying one album was supposed to be, like, taking shots at the haters. Yeah, but... I don't like, know if it ever what, did, though. <laughs> but, I mean, what... Like, it, it, it kind of... It, <laughs> it kind of stinks of, like, that sort of, uh, well, let's just do the sequel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's, there's no goal this time. It's true. At least as far as I heard. I, I tried to listen to the, uh, it was the one with the, the chop chop slide. 
<laughs> Do you know what that is? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a song on their album called, or was that not on that album? The Chop Chop Slide? Is it, yeah. is it, is it like the Cha Cha Slide? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. It is like, they, it's actually like a direct parody mm. of the Cha Cha Slide. And oh, you see, fuck. No oh, way. They're swinging, they're swinging their hatchets. You see. <laughs> Wait, God. let me explain. <laughs> you see, they're holding the hatchets. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. The hatchets. Bang, pow, boom. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be on here. I'm looking at the track listing, though, but I'm not finding it. Hmm. Is it like a... You or were there like it. different versions or something like that? Oh, yeah, there's a green color, yellow color, and red color or whatever. Oh, yeah, there's different ones. That could I guess be they, it. I guess they just really got some good marketing people on their team. <laughs> I guess. Because I, I don't really see what the appeal is anymore. Like, you could say that, oh, there's this curtain, like in the 90s, you know, there's this curtain, and you don't really know what their mythology is. But then, after they revealed it, it's kind of like, oh, Alright. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and I've always kind of felt like they've been kind of like floundering for anything else to attach themselves to since then. Mm-mm. Like they really haven't much, haven't had much mainstream success or mainstream notoriety since the, the Miracles fiasco. Yeah. Which kind of gave but, them like a second life, but it was just people laughing at them. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, look at this mystic group that's really weird and they pay, it's just like, Oh, yeah, I remember those guys from a couple years ago. <laughs> that stupid-ass song. Like, you know, <laughs> like they, you can't take them seriously anymore. By the way, you know, um, huh? in the background for the past minute, I've been listening to the Chop Chop slide. <laughs> Dude, if I knew of this one, it would have been on my worst list. <laughs> I wish I would have known this existed. Chop Chop, <laughs> whoop, whoop. This is incredibly horrible. <laughs> and it's like, I could swear the cha-cha slide was like 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a relevant thing. <laughs> hey, yo, here's the ICP with our hatchet slide. The psychopathic slide. If you ever heard anything like this, someone was ripping us off. And it's just a fucking electric slide, but they just did a fucking parody of it. <laughs> but it's like six minutes long. It's electric. Boogie woogie whoop whoop. <laughs> Boogie woogie woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That could actually work. Hold on. I know. Send them an email. Quick. <laughs> no, I don't think they need any help. No. Uh, writing fine. music. Yep. I think the, the, the most interesting song they did was that To Catch a Predator song. They talked about killing predators, uh, sexual predators. Um, hmm. I don't think I remember that one. I remember when we were working on our uh, top ten worst list, uh, we were talking about some ones that, like, weren't so bad. Like, uh. if we were to ever, which we won't, make a uh, top ten best. Uh, there was one song, and I forget the name of it, but it was like... Uh, Violent J was playing the part of a homeless guy, and he was, like, hanging outside a club, like a, a strip club. And the whole song was like 
him imagining that like he fell in love with one of the dancers and like almost kind of like a uh god like a taxi driver scenario where he kind of like protects her but it's all like a weird daydream like it's actually not a bad uh like use of storytelling you know it's a pretty well written song the very weird thing about and say i was actually thinking about doing a best of uh really because the thing about them is is like they have genuine moments of like wait a minute (laughs) this actually sounds legit and if this was all they did it would be like you could actually like you could if, if it was like that song and you know songs like to catch a predator where it's like they use their persona for this sort of odd storytelling mm-hmm. like that would be really cool and you would be and you know probably in years down the line people would be like yeah they're this weird niche band and people didn't like them because of their appearance but when you look at their music there's all this stuff going on unfortunately their discographies are like cluttered with a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah, you really gotta dig through a lot of shit to find even, like, a halfway decent song. Like, uh, the Chop Chop Slide? Yeah, dude. Come on! Thank you for bringing that one to my attention. I probably never would have heard that otherwise. uh, There's the other one, uh, which is, like, the Zombie Slide, yeah. How many slides do they have? On the same album. Stop they have it! Two songs about sliding. Oh, for fuck's sake! Not Is it like an actual slide, though? Huh? Is this one actually kind of like a different definition? Is like 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 a slide? Like you slide down? Uh, no, 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 no. Or is it's, it another dance? Like, yeah, well, it's about like bringing zombies back to life and making them all dance. Ah, uh. which. So when you hear a story like that, it, yeah, it sounds like silly Halloween stories. It's fucking like, thriller. <laughs> but it's not even, like, cool. Like, they no. don't even do it in a cool way. It's really silly. And it's like, this sounds like, if you took out the cursing, this sounds like, you know, I don't know, whatever. It's you. If you took out the cursing and put Alvin and the Chipmunks name in there, like, it, it would sound like an episode of the fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, spooky, scary skelly, uh, s- skeletons. Yeah, it's like, it's not actually scary, you no. know, it's just like, oh, but there's zombies, oh, it's a silly theme, but it's for the kids, so nothing actually scares you, you know? Mm-hmm. Basically, it's Alvin and the Chipmunks meets the fuck, fucking Frankenstein, like... Yeah, <laughs> they have a loyal fan base that's gonna buy whatever, regardless. That's true. And, like, looking at the different album covers, they, like, look at Bang, Pow, Boom, and then look at Mighty Death Pop. Mighty Death Pop's cover is probably the worst... I've ever seen from ICP. That is like, a horrible like, album cover. Like, it's like, you get it? Because we're clowns. Yeah, it's like, how many more things are you going to put clown makeup on? <laughs> it's like, there's not even like a, uh, oh, I wonder what this is about. It's just like, oh, it's saying clown posse and there's a clown on this. ICP with the new album, clowns. <laughs> it's like five, it? five O's. Clowns. <laughs> did, did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's in the spine. The spine's like see-through plastic, and it just says, you get it? <laughs> and I think, okay, this is the one that has a... Uh, yeah, this is the one that has Hobson and Tech 9 on it. I know. Which is just like, how... <laughs> how the hell are they able to get these three guys? Like, uh, well, I, I know Tech 9 was down with them for a while, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I guess Hobson is kinda 
being roped into the into the horror course scene, I guess? Yeah, possibly. It's really just like six degrees, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm and pretty this- sure he didn't say, you know, dude, if I I will I'll know that I've made it if I work <laughs> with ICP. It was probably then, like, yo, we saw one of your, you know, ill minds of videos. We think it'd be cool for the new album. I was like, okay, whatever. You're kicking that knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fine, sure. And then they have one song called Juggalo Juice, which just immediately brings to mind, like, Pimp Juice by Nelly. <laughs> See, I thought, like, Jesus Juice, like with uh, Michael Jackson. Oh, our minds went in totally different directions. <laughs> so the different gentleman that we are. <laughs> and it probably goes in a completely third direction that we didn't even consider. <laughs> Knowing them, because ICP are always throwing us the curveballs. <laughs> always thinking outside the box, those fellas. Mm-hmm. About that time we get into this. Uh, it's about that time about- that, we, that we play that game, because we're... The Going Off Podcast, and we call it The Train. I don't know. Uh, are you singing? <laughs> I are, was. Do we have it, a theme song now? Uh, no, I was just singing the Quad City DJs, The Train. Come on and ride it. I was just listening to that, actually. Were you? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, so I found out that like, <laughs> Jay-Z apparently ghost wrote a song for the uh, Space Jam soundtrack. Oh, my God. Which one? For Bugs Bunny. I'm bugging? Yes! <laughs> you bugging! I remember that because I had the soundtrack when I was when I was young. <laughs> and like Elmer Fudd has a rapping verse in it. Yeah. Oh then- god. <laughs> you bugging. <laughs> oh my god, I that's ain't- hilarious. I ain't one of the best MCs, you bugging! You bugging! <laughs> It's so silly. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Like, who wanted that? Like, that, it didn't need to be there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you no. <laughs> Stop. I love it. Stop saying that. You see, because his name is Bugs Bunny, and, and bugging is a phrase that, that in the 90s, they used to say. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Like, that's the, that's the main chorus, and it's repeated so much, it's just like, stop, stop, please stop. Um, who, who, who got Bugs Bunny money? I'll give you some kind to give more carrots every time I rhyme. Can a mouse write this? Does he have long furry ears like this? Can he make hits like this? No, it's like Jordan at the plate. You're likely to miss. Oh! <laughs> he just sneaked this, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess because it was okay to do in the movie, so I was like, it's safe. <laughs> well, uh, it, you you can hear that that was written by Jay Z. Like. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. If you replace like long ears with long paper, you know, it's like your boy got long paper like this. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's totally him. Talking about his money trail instead of like the bunny trail. <laughs> oh my god, he actually even says what type of Mickey Mouse organization goes to Disneyland. Oh! What? Jesus, those are some. Bugs Bunny really, uh, taking the hot, sh- the hot, uh, some, uh, cheap shots. Wait, what the hell does that even mean? 
Uh, you know, like, like after you win a game, <clears throat> it says, on tree, the, the Toon Squad got the best game, and after it's over, we'll need a plan. What type of Mickey Mouse organization goes to Disneyland? Bugs for president, when I got your vote, time to keep partying. Wait, wait, I don't understand what the joke is supposed to be. Like, it's who a... goes to Disney World? Like, because I guess it's a play on right. the, you won the game, what are you going to do? I'm going to Disneyland, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you say, but he's saying, I just won the game, but I'm not going to Disneyland. It's like, so? I'm going to Six Flags Great Adventure. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what? What type of Mickey Mouse organization goes to Disneyland? It's like, um... A lot of teams. Yeah, like, a lot of people, actually. Who are you dissing right now? <laughs> the New York Yankees write a diss track <laughs> to Bugs Bunny. They're, like, they're actually, like, kind of pissed off. It's like, Yo, we were about to go... <laughs> like, dude, I used to love Bugs Bunny growing up, but fuck that, those days are over. <laughs> I thought they, I thought they was cool. Yeah. I saw I saw who framed Roger Rabbit, man. <laughs> they was chilling oh. in the same screen, man. Oh my god, that's true! And, and Daffy <laughs> and Donald were playing piano? It wasn't even like six years before, man. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know what happened in between then. <laughs> Some shit must have went down, but the album review. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This album is just so average, your brother be forgetting that it exists, Jim. No. Oh my god, it, it really was. And uh, tell the fine folks what we had the uh, the pleasure, the pleasure okay. of partaking well, in this week. Let me just say this. I don't want to give bad reviews. In fact, I, I'm actively trying to find things that I would like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can tell. When you first presented me with this, I, 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 I don't want to spoil anything. But I saw someone's name attached to one of the tracks, and I said, oh, this might have some promise. I think you know what I'm talking about. Who? When I saw Aesop Rock. Oh, oh yeah, 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 for sure. I was like, oh, this probably is some pretty legit shit. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And it's just... I, I, all right, I'll put it to you like this. I, I went into this album with an open mind. I'd heard of Bus Driver like a little while ago. And I was like, oh, he's got a new album. I want to check it out. Because he, he, I hadn't heard a lot from him, but he'd always sounded very, like, fun. Mm. And, like, but in a weird way. Like, he has an oddly nasal voice. And I could see how that could easily get grating. But, you know, if, yeah. he, if, if he brought enough interesting, like, varied topics, you could easily look past it. And so I was like, let me give this a chance. And man, it really, okay, it's experimental, all right? I get yeah. it, I get it. You know, people like experimental stuff, but you got to draw a line somewhere. Like there's, the, all right, I'll put it to you like this. The same way I feel about a pop album, a pop rap album that lets the poppiness of it get in the way of it actually expressing emotion and actually telling you something, that's the same way I feel about this album but with experimentalism or ex experimenting with sounds and being all weird and stuff. Like all of that stuff interferes with actually trying to tell you anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. So that, you know, by the, I, by the time I get to the end of the album, I'm like, I don't want to listen to any of this again. <laughs> you no. know, it's so off-putting. That is, like there's nothing to really come back to. Um, 
I feel like the best song was the King Cookie Faced one. Uh, I, I don't think I made it that far in. Oh, <laughs> it's not I, a movie, man. You don't walk out on it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, no, I, yeah, uh, I, I think I listened to maybe clips of like six or seven songs, and I was like, I was like, all right, I see what <laughs> this is about. So yeah, so you you come in with the retirement ode, right? And that song, it it's like it starts off like telling you like how much the album costs to make. Which yeah, I hope he's not planning on getting that money back. <laughs> uh, no, that's like getting the uh, the um, what is it? The uh, fuck, you know when like you first get an apartment, the uh, the security deposit. Oh. <laughs> it's like he's mm, a, yeah, not he's getting like, that shit back. It costs one point four million dollars to make this album. I was like, oh, <laughs> were, were any of the people who helped you make you make that album? Did any of them actually like listen to it or? <laughs> were all those numbers supposed to be real? I don't know, because there was one point where he's like, oh, uh, 10 bajillion dollars, like at one point, he says something like that. Oh, and yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, wait, so is he joking? And then he, so like he rails off something about the album, the the cost and, you know, all the people that had to help make the album and how much it cost to get them. And then he starts rapping. And then he goes back to telling you more about how much it costs to make the album. And it's like, no one wants to hear this. Nobody cares. And if it's yeah, if, like, if it's a joke, like ah, I'm I'm so main uh, like I'm so underground that you know I did this shit for cheap, but I'm going to come out and say it cost a whole lot because that's what most rap albums are probably like, but it goes on forever. Yeah, and there seems to be no real like there's no <laughs> there's moment. no punchline at all. No, it just it just kind of goes. <laughs> and so, like, I'm it's just on principle. I don't want to listen to this song again because I don't want to hear you tell me about how much the album costs. Like, I don't give a shit, you know. No. Uh, now there were a couple of nice, like, little funny quips in there, you know, with the uh, actual lyrics themselves, where he says like, um, says something about like. I'm actually a really good liar. No, I'm not. But you already knew that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, it's just kind of silly. And that's what I thought I was going to get for the rest of the album. But I didn't really get that. Mm. Uh, the little the little pieces of, you know, real humorous humorousness that I thought I was... And that's not a word, but you get what I'm trying to say. I didn't really get that for the rest of the album, which is what I used to hear from some of the older songs I'd heard from them. Ah. So um, by the time it gets to like Bliss Point, I don't even remember what that sounded like. Um, I just remember that I didn't like it. <laughs> the only thing I remember about this about this album was that I really liked uh, the beats. Really, I did not like the beats as much. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't. It's not worth listening to the whole thing again, you know. But oh. um, I thought they were. I thought they were better than the album deserved. Hmm. Uh, see, I didn't feel the beats because it felt like, like, all right, I understand the whole glitch thing is a genre unto itself. And I've heard a lot of, you know, a friend of mine used to listen to a lot of glitch and like, you know, I catch wind of it and at first I didn't like it, but then it was like, you know what, actually it's really cool what they're doing here. I like how they're trying, like, it, you know, when I began to understand what they're really doing with chopping up samples and rearranging them and like the beauty and the sort of, unfixedness of it you know like I, I was sort of digging that 
this it's too broken it's too like i can't hear i, I like i don't want to hear this again mm. you know the, the very few times where i actually dug the beats like in a way that oh i could listen to the instrumental of this would be good was the uh i think it was the upsweep oh uh, king cookie face and the uh that was pretty much it everything else oh my god the when the tooth-lined horizon blinks do you remember that did you hear that one no worst the worst song on the album Ugh. okay there's a whole thing where people like like to lower their voices you know go you know asap rocky does it you know uh kendrick lamar does it but they have the voices for it like they can make it work with this it sounds creepy like it sounds like a horror movie Ugh. and not in a way that I think is I'm not sure that that was the intent but it just sounds like I like as soon as I started listening it was like uh, it was like in the blink in the blink in the blink I was just like I don't want to hear this ever again <laughs> <laughs> like you know and it, to top it all off I remember before I was talking about how uh, in another podcast I was talking about how so, uh, un- underground rappers, you know, they think they're so much better than mainstream rappers because they, they talk about, like, real stuff. But, you know, most of the time when you hear a song, like, they're not really focusing on anything. Yeah. That's basically this whole album. Mm. You know, you uh, summed up basically an ego death, which one of the better songs on the album, but that doesn't really mean a lot. <laughs> no, not in comparison. <laughs> and... And um, and oh my God, Danny Brown! Look, I understand people really like Danny Brown. Why? But I can't stand this guy's voice. I he sounds like fucking Roger Rabbit if he was a rapper. Yeah. Doesn't he? Like I can't, I can't deal with that. And, and you know, there there are times when he drops it, so I know he doesn't have to rap like that. And when he drops it, when he drops that voice, it's like, oh, oh, snap, this is cool. I'm feeling the impact in his voice. And he goes like, yeah, motherfucker, we do this. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling you. And then it goes like, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, I'm that, I'm that. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, stop it. Like, it's like, it's like he's teasing me. Like, I know you can do it without it, but you're doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, you know, I know you guys love Danny Brown. I know a lot of guys are, like, really into him, man. And I heard he's got some really good songs, but I cannot get past the voice. And I feel bad about that because, you know, shit, I listen to Old Dirty Bastard. I listen to Chance the Rapper. Like, I should be able to stomach that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sorry. He's – it's it's too blaring to really, like, enjoy for an hour. You know, if I was to listen to an album, you know? Um, yeah. But as for everything else, I mean, Aesop Rock does this thing, but it's like overall, the Ego Death song, it it suffers from that underground rapper sort of thing of there's no real topic. We're just kind of harping on whatever we feel like doing. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is like, you know, with underground rappers, it's like you have, no one's in your ear telling you that you have to do anything. Yeah. You know, you, can come in here with the topic and not have some A&R going like, 
you know, oh, you can't do that because da da da. You don't want to sound too smart, so just dumb it down like this. Don't really make a real topic. No, these guys can do what they want, and they're just doing whatever, and it's just a bunch of random shit. Like, I mean, there's bragging, and that seems to be the main key. But then Aesop, I think he starts coming in with the story, and it's like, oh, okay. But it seems like it's very, you know, uh, up until Aesop's verses, it seems like it's like, okay, we're I guess we're on like a higher plane of thinking. Like, oh, we're so smarter than the average rappers. We're gonna do this, that, that. <laughs> And then Danny Brown comes in and is like, I'm fucking two big booty bitches. And it's like, uh. what? <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, I guess we're not doing the sort of holier than thou lyric rapping thing. I don't know. Uh, I'll put it to you like this. If you're a young guy like I used to be and you wanted to listen to weird experimental hip hop and be like, I like weird experimental stuff because I'm rebelling against the mainstream pop music because it's so crappy and I just need anything that's hip hop but doesn't sound like mainstream hip hop. You'll probably love this. You know, yeah. like I, I can see that. I can see if, I, if it was 10 years ago, I'd probably be, I'd be a little into this, you know. Um, definitely not the Horizon Blinks thing. That was, <laughs> uh, that was too far out there. Uh, and and then he sings on a lot of the songs. Oh. And the dude has such a nasally voice that it's just like, uh, I'm sorry, bro. This is not endearing. You know how like sometimes, ah, uh, yeah, could, yeah. Someone could be a bad singer, but it's like they're just so darned infectious, you know, or they're just <laughs> so darn like they have such a personality. With him, it's just like, nah, you just kind of need to stop. Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. with the upsweep, the upsweep. It's like. That was driving me crazy. (laughs) It's like that. Look, you said you paid for all these singers Uh, on that first song. (laughs) You need to use them. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of like, I hate to go off off topic, but like when Eminem started featuring so many like Rihanna and Sia. Yeah, and And he'd still sing. He would, it's like, dude, you, you had the right idea. (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to do this. You you have enough talented friends that could do all this shit for you. You don't have to do this, Em. Yeah. We love you, man. We don't want to see you go out this way. We, more importantly, we don't want it. So don't yeah. think you're doing it for us because trust me, you're not. Yeah. It's a lot of people are like, yo, I heard him singing on that one song on the Eminem show, Haley song, but I don't know. I, I don't think he really explored his range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably the best song where he sang. Uh, I don't really even remember I, it. I honestly think Haley's song is probably the song where he did the best singing. Mm. Which is telling you something. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was kind of like it was it, it, he hadn't done it really like that before. And so it was just kind of like a surprise. Like, oh, OK. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> but then by the time Encore rolled around and he was still singing, it's like. Okay, this shit needs to die. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, going back to the album. Um, and, oh, oh. And I remember I saw a couple of reviews for this album, and they were talking about, like, oh, he's got socially conscious messages, like, on Eat eat Rich, where he's talking about how he wants to eat the rich and how the rich are corrupt and 1%. It's a jam for against the one percenters and I listen to it, it's like there's not one fucking lyric where he actually talks about socio-political problems <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of I'm saying really random things is it aren't I kooky and different uh. because of that you know it's it, and look I understand 
being weird. Like I, I listen to MF Doom. I listen to Ghostface Kill. Like I, I get it. You know, you can have that stuff, but you can't make. If you're gonna, you can't make your whole album that. And even if you are gonna make your whole album that, like, like that, you gotta have beats that are just so damn nice mm. that you can just be like, yeah, but the but he flows over that fucking beat though, you know? Right. Yeah. I, when when I say I dug the beats, I'm not gonna like. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't in love with them or anything. <laughs> you know, I I, th- I thought they were probably the better part of the album, but with him. It really did just feel obnoxious, like he was just doing shit for attention. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't feel like there's anything, um, it doesn't feel like there's enough to listen for. Like, <laughs> no. the beats aren't that great, so, it, like, you know, you, most people are like, your biggest impression for a song is going to be the beat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you may have liked the beats more, but for me, I was just like, okay, the beats aren't doing this for me, so it's gotta be the lyrics. Okay, the lyrics aren't doing it for me. So it's got to be the way he flows. Okay, the flow is not doing it for me. No. What the hell do I have to listen to this out? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Snoop Dogg. You know, a lot, most of his lyrics for the last couple of years have been kind of weak. But yeah. he just got su- he's got such a swagger and such a cool flow about him that you're just like, but do you hear how he's flowing though? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's built half of his career off of just his charisma. And the thing is, uh, oh, oh, we forgot to say the name of this album. <laughs> um, or did we? Uh, pleasant hair, or good hair, or uh, perfect? Uh, perfect hair. Yeah. And for this album, he, he, it's like he's not, he's not trying to do anything to appeal to you, and that's fine. You know, you don't have to appeal to me. Don't release it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I understand there's this whole sense of, I'm doing this for me. It's like, fine. Don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> Just do your little album. You don't have and, to release it. Yeah. But you know what? There's going to be people out there who, you know, people who, you know, hipster hop type type of cats, you know, they're like, I don't want to listen to anything that sounds anything like the mainstream, as in people who can actually sing people who <laughs> you know yeah. people who can construct a beat together that's listenable you know <laughs> like people who just really want just unfiltered just raw odd experimental like you could hear this at a you know uh at a New York uh uh modern art convention type thing you know what i'm saying like yeah you know i could imagine this playing there but other than that if you're if you're honestly trying to be like I want to hear a uh, rapper that I might not have heard before, and I want to hear someone who's going to make me honestly think and, like, honestly make me go, oh, snap, did you hear what he just said? And honestly made me go, like, oh, my God, I want to listen to this again and again. This isn't what you need to go to. Um, especially the the last track, Colonize the Moon, where it's like he straight up just sounds out of tune. <laughs> the song when it comes back to the chorus he's like I'm trying to colonize the moon <laughs> and like with the beat is like oh no you need to sing that again and I don't want to hear anything about oh he's totally doing it on purpose no that was wrong <laughs> <laughs> he sang that wrong <laughs> no, no, none of this oh it's being satirical or, or like he's trying to make it sound bad it's like eh, try like I'll put it to you like this if I, you know, I make, I've been making beats for a long time. Right. And I've been, you know, writing raps for a while. And 
when I was younger, I liked using like big words and being like, I just use, you know, conflagration or something like that. Or, you know, uh, prestidigitation. Oh snap, I just spit a big word on you. And I'm saying all these big things and not really combining into any sort of like punchline or any like actual joke, but you know, or actually trying to tell you anything, but doesn't it sound really cool that I'm able to say these really big words like this? Yeah, like, I'm, so, I'm so verbose, like. yeah. Yeah, and, and it, like, there's no real substance underneath it. And mm. the beats also sound like beats I used to make, like, when I didn't really know how to make beats, and I was just kind of, like, using whatever little sample I could and just going, like, hey, this sounds cool. Like, <laughs> basically, I guess any album that reminds me of when I first started rapping. <laughs> oh, mm. Because, you know, there's that there's that obvious sort of sense of, yeah, this is what I used to do when I didn't know how to do it well. <laughs> you know? Mm. And it's like, this dude's been in the game since, like, 2001. Has he? You know, at, at least 2001. I think he did... I think he started working on his album in 99, and it came out in 2001. It's like, this guy should be able to put something together, you know? Or either that, or he's just, you know... Maybe he's been doing it for a while and he's really trying to stretch out or something like that. See, this was my first time ever hearing about Bus Driver. Mm. So I didn't know what to expect going in. But, um, yeah, I wasn't impressed at all. And um, uh, to sum up my opinion, which, I mean, if me saying I didn't make it that far in (laughs) wasn't enough, um, I definitely wouldn't recommend it. No, I, I gave it a 2.4 out of 5. You can ride with it, or you can be like, I don't agree, but no one's going to be like, yo, Rap Critic just made the definitive call on this song. No, we got to come to order on a meeting because he must c- agree with the consensus of the <laughs> national <laughs> board of song-listening people. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, this is a law. This song <laughs> has been decided by the, by the Supreme Court. <laughs> that it is, in fact, the bomb. And you disagreed. I mean, hey, hey. You gave it a two. On, even on my Anaconda review, which falls, honestly, to me, into the category of it's kind of harder to argue for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I tried. There were some people uh, uh, talking about, like, hey, it's feminist because this, that, and the third. And they, they brought up the point where she cuts off the banana and... And where she gives Drake the lap dance, but oh, he can't touch. Yeah. It's like, you know, and the people interpreted it in their ways through how they experience life and how they see the media, you know, uh, that's presented to them at the end of the day, you know. But the way I have experienced life and the way I experienced, uh, saw this media was that that banana chopping was just sort of like a little cute thing at the end of that scene. But really, seriously, focus on me spraying the whipped cream on my tits and deep-throating a banana. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't take that as a stand-up for for women's rights. Yeah. She's you know, really championing, then, championing that. And then some people might see the when she slaps Drake's hand, they might see that as like, oh, but that's her uh, claiming her autonomy and that you can't touch, boy. No. But to me, it just kind of seems like it's just p- more playing on the Nicki Minaj, Drake... Are they in a relationship or are they not? You know what I'm saying? I love Drake's sh- uh, shocked face, by the way. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I need it! Objection! 
it comes back around. People were so, again, people were upset that we were shitting on Simple Plan. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, I don't so make that up. Hey, about this plan. People are like, come on, dude. That's a song everyone can relate to. <laughs> With white people problems, yeah. <laughs> I've got first world problems. Um, vaguely explained first world problems. God, I don't think he really goes into what, what happened to him. Probably not. I mean, the music video is about like drunk driving, and I'm pretty sure it was funded by Mad Mothers oh, Against God. I never saw that. Which, I mean, if there's one way you want to look like you are not rock and roll at all, do do a music video with mothers against drunk traffic. There was actually an, an organization called RAD back in the 80s, and it was rockers against drunk driving. I mean, hey, sure, do that. But not yeah. fucking mothers against drunk driving. No, that like, certainly doesn't help. Like, son... Come on. You're supposed to be the music that you rebel against your parents do. <laughs> yeah. You Especially can't be... pop punk. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it is fake as hell and completely mm. uh, calculated because, you know, by that time people were figuring out, you know, how to uh, make music in the most appealing way. Yeah. At least pretend like you have some sort of rebellion in your veins. I'm Rap Critic. And I'm Muse. Sayonara! <laughs> now it has to be a thing. No. <laughs> now it's official.